Well, praise the Lord. Go ahead and be seated. You know, we are still at the beginning of 2011. We are only in what? The third week of this month, second, third week. And uh, one of the popular phases and sayings that happens at the beginning of the year, of course, people say have a happy new year. But a lot of people always say to have a prosperous new year. And I've just been meditating on what it means to have a prosperous new year. How many of you want to have a prosperous new year? How many of you want to walk in God's best this year? How many of you want to have the blessings of the Lord hunt you down and overtake you? Hallelujah. Well, we know that true prosperity can only be found in God. There's people in the world that know how to make money. They know how to do this and do that. But they might have millions of dollars and be miserable on the inside. We as a child of God, we can have true prosperity when we're hooked up with him. There's nothing more prosperous than knowing the king of kings and the Lord of lords. There's nothing greater than being hooked up with the one that created all things and having the ability to tap into the wisdom of God. On New Year's Eve, we talked a little bit about prosperity. And one of the definitions that I found for prosperity regarding over there in Joshua chapter 1, and I just love this, it was, you will know how to do the right thing. That's prosperity. You will know how to do the right thing. And then I will add to that, when you are prosperous, you are, not only do you know how to do the right thing, but you are in the right place at the right time. God just sets you up to be blessed. Hallelujah. Now we know if you're going to prosper, then we will have to do it God's way. We got to get rid of stinking thinking. Pastor's been talking about renewing the mind. We got to get rid of wrong speaking. If you weren't here this morning, pick up that CD. Our words are powerful. Our words chart the course of our life. But if we have stinking thinking and wrong speaking, we're not going to prosper. We're not going to have the life that we want to have. First of all, if we're going to prosper God's way, we got to get born again. If you're here tonight and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ or you are not in rich fellowship with him, then you will be before you leave tonight. Talk about prospering, knowing that you are born again. And then, of course, we said it. You need to renew your mind to who you are, what you have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll add one and to where you're going. We got places to go in God. We got things to accomplish in him. Amen. He's setting us on the right path. Well, we want to begin tonight. Just talk a little bit about our soul and our mind being renewed, prospering our, our soul. Very familiar scripture over in third John chapter two in the King James version. You have your Bible turn over there. Third John two. There's only one chapter in that wonderful little book. But I love how it says this. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. In the Amplify, this one phrase says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way. 
Isn't that beautiful? In every way. Well, we know if you've been attending this church very long or you're a student of the Word of God, you know what your soul is. Your soul in the Bible is not really talking about your spirit that's created in the likeness and image of God that lives on forever. Our soul is literally our mind, our will, our emotions, our intellect. And he said here, I wish above all else that your soul, that your mind, that your will, your intellect would prosper. If you want to walk in health and want peace and joy and want to prosper, have the wisdom of God, know how to make the right choices and to do the right thing. It will only happen in accordance to our mind thinking like God intended it to think. One more familiar passage of scripture over in Romans chapter 12. Laying a foundation here. I know pastor may have already covered some of these scriptures, but you know repetition of the word is good. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Now, most of the scriptures from here on out, guys, will be looking at in the amplified version. So you might want to pull that up up there in our blessed Tron or whatever that is up there. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1 in the amplified I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and your faculties. I have a question for you. Is your tongue a part of your body? Well, you again, you need to get that CD from this morning because we must present our tongue to him as a living sacrifice. We must bring it into control as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational intellect, service, and spiritual worship. Now then I like this. Do not be conformed to this world, this age. Fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. Are there some things out in the world that vie for our attention? Are there some distractions that come? Are you faced with some things that affect your thinking, that try to make you side in with what the world is saying? Try to squeeze you. That's one definition of conform. Squeeze you into its mold. The world likes to say, you can't do this. You can't have that. You can't be this. That's conforming to the world and to the spirit of this age. But as believers, we're not to be squeezed into the world's way of thinking, the world's way of speaking, and the world's way of acting and talking. If we're not going to be conformed, what are we supposed to be? We're to be transformed transformed. You know, as a born again believer, we are the original transformers. Some of you that have kids, I can remember when our boys were little, 
It was around the time when those first little toys, the Transformers, were coming out. And all they wanted, those Transformers. It was a big deal to have a thing that looked like a little car all of a sudden push a button and it turned into a robot. Wow, it looked like a car and now it's a robot. It's a Transformer. Well, you know what? As children of God, we are the original Transformers. Hallelujah. We might look the same as we did before we got born again. But when you get born again, something happens on the inside of you. Somebody comes to live on the inside of you. He's working. His power is making you somebody new, somebody different. Hallelujah. Wall to wall, Holy Ghost. And you know what? I love the fact that you, no matter how old you are, how young you are in the natural, when you got God on the the inside of you when you're full of the word full of the Holy Ghost Satan might stick up his ugly head he might attack your family and it, he might be saying oh they're just a they're just a little old grandma they're just a little 90 old pound grandma they're not no match for me but transform hallelujah all of a sudden here comes the Holy Ghost on the inside of you it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside what matters is who's on the inside being transformed into who God created you to be. It starts here on the inside, seeing ourselves as he created us, beginning to meditate on the word. So our thinking lines up with his thinking. He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Notice it did not say by the removal of your mind. The way some Christians act, you know, you want to just, you feel like the, the guy in the Wizard of Oz, the scarecrow, if I only had a brain. You're like, what in the world? God gave you a brain. Renew your mind. Don't remove your mind. Don't be out there saying dumb things in the name of the Lord. That's one of the things I hate so much. If you can use that word, is the people to be out there saying, God told me this and God told me that. And it's so off the wall and it's so far fetched. And it's like people in the world. That's why they mock Christians. They're saying stupid, dumb things. People saying things like, well, you know what? God told me to leave my husband and marry your husband. No, that's that ain't going to happen. That's a removal of the mind, not the renewal of the mind. Use your brain. You know what I'm saying? Other people say, well, God told me to quit my job and just live by faith. No, no worky, no ED. Use your brain. Calculate. How is that going to happen if I'm not out there doing what I know to do? Amen. Well, anyway, that won't cost anything extra. God wants to prosper us. But it requires us living and thinking and speaking in line with his precious word. Ignorance is not bliss and it's not blessed. And neither is stupidity. We've been given the opportunity to find out what's in the word of God. I don't mean to be hard, but there really is no excuse If we are born again with all that's available to us, I'm telling you, our techie pastor is sitting right down here with his iPad. He already told me he's got every translation I'd ever want available at his fingertips. The word is easily accessible. 
But don't leave it laying on the nightstand or the coffee table. It's not going to do us any good. Pick it up and get it in our hearts. Amen. We need to walk the walk. Get on the right path. You want to have a prosperous new year? Then we need to be following in the steps that he has laid out for us. The path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. But if we're not walking in the light that he has given us, if we're off somewhere in the darkness, we're not going to be walking where he wants us to be. Another familiar scripture, Ephesians chapter 2 in the Amplified Version. Everybody still here? Hallelujah. Walking in the light. Remember that song Billy Brim used to sing it. <laughs> I don't know well, why I won't sing it, but. <laughs> Whoops, just got out of the anointing. I just heard Livy say, no. <laughs> don't sing, Grammy. No, please. <laughs> Keep preaching. Anyhow. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 in the Amplified. For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, Living the good life. Everybody say good life. Living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. That scripture is power packed. But I want you to see you are his handiwork. You are his workmanship. Especially if you're a woman, you are the handiwork of God. If you're a man, I hate to tell you, you were taken from dirt, but he still loves you. Anyhow. (laughs) Well, you know, isn't that the truth? Man was taken out of the dirt, but when after he made man, he had to take a rib out of the man. And oh, he took time to make the woman. The woman is, whoo. I had to get a bigger amen from the ladies in here. Anyhow. <laughs> we are all his handiwork, his workmanship. We're created in Christ Jesus. And I love this that we may do the good works which he planned beforehand. Amen. Taking the path which he prepared before you were ever born, God loved you so much that he mapped out a course. For your life. We are not robots. And he doesn't put you on this course and say, walk, 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 talk, talk, talk. He gave us something called a free will. We have a choice in the matter. But what he is saying is if you will line up your will with my will, if you will set your face and set your course where I have designed for you to be, then you're going to enjoy a good life. So 
some people say, well, how come so-and-so is so blessed and, you know, God takes care of them. And even though they have problems, he brings them through and all of that. But my life is just full of disaster, gloom, despair, and tragedy. Like the hee-haw guys, gloom, despair, tragedy on end. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Remember that? Yeah. Marine, now you're old enough to remember hee-haw, don't you? <laughs> Maybe it was an Oklahoma thing, anyhow. But <laughs> Anyway, why is that? It's not because God is up in heaven playing this game of I love you, I love you not. I really love Pastor Tom. But there's something about George Amaral that ticks me off. I'm going to give Pastor Tom a wonderful course in life. But George's is going to be filled with gloom, agony, and despair. No, it's not that way at all. He said he has prearranged and he has passed. He has plans for all of us to have a good life. We are not on all on the same course. We're not all called to do the same thing. But God's goodness should be evident, showing up and showing out in our life. Of course, we're going to have to deal with the devil. Of course, things are going to come our way. But when we are where we are supposed to be doing what we are supposed to be doing, there is a grace and there is an anointing to help us even through those difficult times. We're not out there like a long ranger. We're not out there rebellious and doing our own thing. But when we are hooked up with the plan, hooked up with the will, there is provision in that place called there. Hallelujah. God's got a good life in store for all of us. It's our responsibility to seek him and to say, okay, Lord, Where do you want me to work? Where do you want me to live? What church do you want me to be a part of? Not make our own plans and then say, God, bless them. But say, God, what are the plans? Where is the path of provision? You can see it all throughout the Bible over and over. Even when they were in times of famine and things were going on in nations. If people were where they were supposed to be, they were provided for. Hallelujah. And we are not going to be any different. We're going to be in the right place at the right time. And notice it says... I've got a good life prepared for them. And it does not have an unless after that. Unless the economy goes bad. Unless the wrong people are in office. Unless the creek rises. Whatever, you know. No, there's no unless. It doesn't matter. What's going on in our external world? What matters is what's going on in here. And if we've got it in here, we'll have it in the natural. I have heard people predicting things for 2011. You want to hear my prediction? This is my prediction and this is what I'm declaring. Days of glory. Days of the supernatural. Days of God showing himself strong. Hallelujah. Of course. 
course the world is going to get darker. Of course it is. But we are not of the world. Hallelujah. Days of glory for the church. And as I was praying yesterday, this came up in my heart. Days of destiny. Days of destiny where the church gets in the right place. Where the church gets on the path that God has called us to be on. Where we are the church. Where we act like the glorious church. Hallelujah. Days of destiny. I went and looked up. This definition of destiny. There were several, but I love this one. The inevitable course of events. The inevitable course of events. And I heard the Spirit of God say this. I wrote it down. For those who align themselves with God's Word, His pattern, who follow His leading and get on the right path, it is inevitable that they will be blessed. And prosper and be protected. Hallelujah. Days of destiny. I'm telling you folks, time is getting shorter. We have a sliver of time left. And in what is known as the church age. And that's why at the end of this church age, we can expect nothing less but the glory of the Lord. Because he said, I'm going to fill my house with the glory. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. He said, I'm coming back for a glorious church without spot and without wrinkle. I'm coming back for a church that knows me for a church that's walking in their authority for a church that's walking in victory hallelujah we are not going to be defeated we are not going to be beat down we're the light of the world we're the answer we're the hope hallelujah days of destiny it's time for the church to step into their place to rise up to what he has called us to be things are coming into alignment because Jesus is coming. Nations are aligning themselves and I'm not talking about something weird. I'm not talking about the stars and the planets and a harmonic conversion and all of that garbage. I'm talking about Bible prophecy. Nations, groups of people stepping into their destiny. We hear it on the news. We see it Every day we're living in a crucial hour, folks. It is not a time to play church. It's not a time to be a lukewarm Christian. Days of destiny. Do you want the course of your life to be what God has intended for it to be? Do you want to be in the place of provision that he has provided for you? Then it's Then it's imperative that you get on the right course. 
the right place at the right time. Oh, matarose bodombarala de bocorosi brandala de brocasata. Tragedy will be averted. Oh, marasataha. Oh, disasters that may be happening all around you will not come nigh your dwelling. For you will be dwelling in the secret place of the Most High God. You will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my help. Hallelujah. Oh, many a sedri dota. Now, many in here, you're on the right road. You've been doing what you know to do. Walking the walk. Talking the talk. Living in the light of the word. And I just heard the spirit of God say, stay the course. Hold steady. Don't be diverted and don't be distracted. Stay steady because as you continue, continue, continue in the things that you know. It's like you're going down a road. You're going down a highway. And I just say, you know, I don't want to over spiritualize anything, but I just see this in my spirit. I see an intersection that some of you are coming up to an intersection. And when you get past that intersection, whoo. Ha 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 ha, scenery is about to change. Oh, glory to God. Ha ha ha. It's like for some, you've been driving through a little bit of a dry, barren place, but just stay on course. You're about to hit a gusher. Woo! You're about to come into your wealthy place. Woo! Hallelujah. Ha ha. Now, Now the Now the Yes, Lord, I hear that. This other another word comes up right now in my spirit. Are y'all flowing with Hallelujah? Interception. Interception. You know, An interception. In a football game, is something that nobody was expecting. An interception is a surprise. An interception is ibukurit. It's almost like an intervention that changes the course of the game. Itare subrita, and I just heard this. <clears throat> And I'm going to speak it to my pastor, honey, here. I just heard this. <laughs> Woo! That there's an interception coming for our church. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Now, let me just get all of that. That God has already and is already lining up the players. They are on the field, as it were. Ha <laughs> And he's about resubro kodebra sibrota. And there's about to be a Holy Ghost pass that is thrown. And we're going to intercept it. Hallelujah. A sabokrete. A suddenly. A change. Hallelujah. In the course. And the devil. The devil. Ha 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 ha. 
The devil's going to be sitting on the sidelines and he'll be scratching his ugly head saying, I didn't see that coming. Woo! <laughs> If you are in line for a Holy Ghost pass, <laughs> just something, an animal, so broke, yeah, just go ahead, reach your hands up, say, I'll take that, I'll take that, me too, me too, me too, <laughs> Woo! yeah, 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 that's it, you gotta be a good receiver, Woo! <laughs> Because I know diddly about sports, but he knows how to get his point across. A Holy Ghost interception. <laughs> Woo! Something unexpected, something that happens suddenly, and something that changes the course of the game, changes the end result. Hallelujah. Those receivers out there on field, though, they got to be in position. Get in position. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Get in position, and there's going to be some unexpected blessings. Woo! Some supernatural divine intervention that will change the course of your life. How many of you are open to some divine help? Some supernatural intervention. That's not just a word for our church. It is a word for our church, but it can, it's for you too, for your individual life. So take hold of that. Hallelujah. Walk the walk. Woo. Get in position. Stay the course. Hallelujah. Can you handle a little bit more word? Well, I, the Holy Ghost can interrupt me anytime. You know, it's not really a Holy Ghost interruption because he's in charge. Hallelujah. Psalms 37, 23 in the Amplified once again. Yes. Woo, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, I'm excited in my heart. I'm seeing change in my spirit. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord. When he delights in his way and he busies himself with his every step. Amen. The steps of a good man. In ourselves, we are not good, but in God. If you are in God, you qualify to be a good man. Hallelujah. A good woman. Hallelujah. Then also, now in verse 4 of that same chapter. Delight yourselves also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. Not just desires, but secret petitions. The Holy Ghost knows 
what's way down on the inside of you. There may be things that you haven't even given voice to, but they're in there. A passion, a dream, a vision. He said, delight yourself. Take great pleasure in the Lord. Acknowledge him in all of your ways. He will direct your path and he will bring to pass the desires and the secret petitions of our heart. We're not to draw back from him. He's not to be feared. He's not to be dreaded. He's not one that's going to pound you on the head. If you do miss it, draw near unto him. Draw nigh. Delight yourself in him. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, I love this entire chapter of Psalms 37. And we're going to look at a few more verses here. Psalms 37, verse 18. There is provision in the path of the righteous. Verse 18 and 19. The Lord knows the days of the upright and the blind, blameless. And their heritage will abide till tomorrow. Forever. They shall not be put to shame in the time of evil. And in the days of famine, they shall be what? What? Satisfied. First of all, he says that we are not going to be put to shame. You and I are the light of the world. We have the answer. And I don't care how many comedians go on television and make fun of the Christians. The day is coming when there won't be any hope in the world. There won't be any answers out there. And those that maybe even have mocked you, those that have tried to put you to shame and say, oh, you're one of those. Oh, you go to that kind of church. Just wait. Just wait till they can't buy bread for their little ones. Just wait till they can't put gas in their car. They're going to run unto the righteous. They're going to come to the light of the world. We are the light of the world. And I'm not preaching tragedy and gloom and despair, but darkness is out there in the world. You and I have the answer. We're the hope. Don't let anybody ever make you feel ashamed for boldly declaring that you belong to him. For boldly declaring that the Lord Jesus Christ meets all of my needs for boldly declaring Jesus is my healer. Jesus is my provider. He is my Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. It's only in God, the only place for true peace, safety, and provision. Then go on down to verse 25, (coughs) the same chapter. I have been young. And now I am, I like to say older. (laughs) I have been young and now I am older, but 
I have not seen the uncompromisingly righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. Hallelujah. Verse 18 said, my heritage, my seed will abide forever. This verse says neither me nor my seed is going to be out there begging for bread. Hallelujah. I am going to be satisfied and so is my household. My seed is blessed. Glory be to God. My natural seed is blessed. But I want to tell you, if you've been born again in this church, if you, if this is your home church and you consider us to be your pastors, guess what? You're our seed. You're our heritage. I don't care if you are 93 years old. You're my daughter. Hallelujah. And my seed is blessed. Glory be to God. Hello there, daughter Bertha. You're blessed. Hallelujah. There's my son, Andy. Bless the seed. My seed. Our seed in this ministry is the heritage of the Lord. And our seed will abide forever. Hallelujah. Your natural seed and your spiritual seed are going to be taken care of. I can boldly declare if you are one of ours, you're going to be taken care of. Hallelujah. Woo! Because, not because of who we are, but because of who we know. Hallelujah. You know him too. And I'm not saying that the church is going to be your source. But I am telling you that as long as you are hooked up where you're supposed to be hooked up, you are united with the people that God's told you to be united with. There's provision that starts at the head. There's provision for this congregation. And it goes all the way down to every one of the members. Hallelujah. The seed of the righteous are blessed. Yeah, be blessed. Take your blessing. Hallelujah. Woo! God takes care of us. And he takes care of us in style. We got to look at one more scripture. Can you handle one more? We're still in the book of Psalms. Go over to Psalms 35 now. You know, I thought I was going to teach tonight, but it never goes that way. But I don't care. You're learning something, though, aren't you? All right. (laughs) Psalms 35, verse 27. Let those who favor my righteous cause. Do you favor his righteous cause? Do you stand for what he stands for? Hallelujah. Whoo. If you favor his righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness, shout for joy and be glad. I'm telling you, you guys are quick. You're sharp. I didn't even have to tell you to shout because you favor his righteous cause. You know you do. You're on God's side. Hallelujah. You stand for what he stands for. So let's do it again. Woo! Shout for joy and be glad. And say continually. Say. Say. Let the Lord be magnified. 
Let the Lord be magnified. If we favor, when we favor, because I know y'all do, when we favor His righteous cause, He will favor us. Woo! You are a favorite of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah! Oh, glory. Let the Lord be magnified. Then, don't, oh, I've been waiting to read this. Who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants? You want to bring the father pleasure? You want to make your daddy, daddy God happy? Let him prosper you. Hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> Magnify. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Don't magnify the big, ugly devil. Don't magnify what the talking heads are saying on TV. Don't magnify what's going on out in the world. Don't magnify man's report. Don't magnify a doctor's report. Don't magnify and give glory to the latest fad diet. Don't magnify and give glory to a vitamin or a green drink. Give God the glory. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Magnify the Lord. Let's all stand. Magnify the Lord who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Magnify the Lord above all else. (laughs) Favor him. Vote on the side of the Lord. Let God be magnified. Let God be glorified. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let God be magnified. Let God be glorified. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord with me. Woo, hallelujah. Let us exalt his name together. Woo, hallelujah. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Oh, Glory be to God. You want to know how to prosper? Magnify the Lord. Woo! Favor his righteous cause. <laughs> Shout! <laughs> Let them shout for joy. Woo! <laughs> Let them shout for joy. Woo! I'm telling you. His presence is here. His glory is here. Oh! <laughs> 
You want to shout? Go ahead and shout. However, however, you magnify the Lord. Some of you might want to run. Some of you might cry. I'm telling you what we need to do tonight is magnify the Lord. Let them shout for joy that favor my righteous cause. Why? Why is that? Why can we shout for joy? Because we favor his righteous cause. Because we know if we put him first. First things first. Seeking first the kingdom of God. Lining up our life with his will, his plan, and his purpose. Then we know. We're going to prosper. Then we know that our needs are going to be met. Some of you tonight, you've lost your shout because you've lost your perspective. Faith shouts and rejoices. With the eyes of faith. And we see from God's perspective. Our God is great. Our God is the most high God. (laughs) He's got ways. And he's got means. To intervene. And to give you a Holy Ghost interception. Get out in the aisles and just rejoice. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, for some of you, if you're having a little difficulty entering in, I can't lay hands on you and boom, you'll prosper. If I do that, I'd do myself every day. Prosper. You're a millionaire every day. You got to do it according to the principles of the word of God. But we can lay hands on you for a blessing. Hallelujah. How many of you want to be blessed? Now, you followed the instruction of our ushers. I know we don't have a big crew tonight, and they weren't planning on this. If you want to be blessed, come down in the middle aisle. Let's start with that, out in the middle aisle, and they'll direct.